Options activity has altered the investment landscape. Get an edge on this massive flow of funds with Tier 1 Alpha's Market Situation Report brought to you by Hedgeye. A daily newsletter of the latest moves in the options market and a weekly webcast featuring myself, Mike Green of Simplify Asset Management, and Tier 1 Alpha's Craig Peterson and David Pegler. Go to hedgeye.com research for more information. Welcome to the Weekly Notebook Review. I am Robert McGrorty. This podcast takes on a bit of a different format where we are live each week on Twitter Spaces. I crack open my notebook and review Hedgeye research with anyone who wants to learn a better way to invest. We feature both Hedgeye power users as well as some special guests that might pop in. If you want to learn more about our research, visit Hedgeye.com. If you'd like to participate in the live stream, follow me on Twitter at HedgeyeRJM. Now, let's review the data. All right, all right. It is uh, September 27th. Uh, 2023, the last weekly notebook review for Q3 of 23. Uh, final quarter of the year gets going uh, next week. Should be a fun one. And uh, yeah, you know, we're still kind of focused on the, we're obviously still very focused on cycle to date versus the year to date performance. But uh, so we're, it'll be interesting to see kind of where things finish off on a year to date basis uh, in, in another three months. But, um, you know, we're going to run through things here in just a minute. Um, Again, we had a wonderful time at Hedgehog Cares yesterday. Thank you for all those that attended and came out to support uh, support uh, all Hedgehog Cares and, and uh, all the wonderful charities that we donate to. Um, and as Michael Bloom mentioned this morning, uh, we do have Chicago coming up as our uh, last and final Hedgehog Regional event uh, in 2023. So that is on November 9th in Chicago. Uh, go to, uh, should be on the kind of website, stuff like that in regards to uh, getting tickets and things like that should be a really great, great events. Uh, we actually killed, um, or we're not doing Miami like we did last year. So we're just sticking with uh, two regional events this fall. And then we'll, we'll kick things off again with uh, Hedgehog Live, <clears throat> excuse me, in, uh, in May of 2024. So uh, always fun seeing all those subscribers out there and, and folks that, that come join us. So it's, uh, it's really wonderful to meet everybody in person. Um, so yeah, so hopefully if you can make Chicago work, uh, we'd love to, love to have you there and, and see you. Uh, so yeah, so let's dive right into it. I think the big one on the board, uh, is, uh, is gold. Gold is, is yucky. Uh, but, uh, as, as my, my boy, Chris, uh, just texted me. Uh, so yeah, so we got that, that, that bad boy was making, uh, lower lows and lower highs. Actually a lot of the kind of commodity, sorry, the the kind of precious metals and in base metals complex that we get in the risk ranges. So you got gold, copper, uh, silver, all making lower lows and lower highs this morning. Uh, gold remains bullish trend uh, versus copper and silver, which are both bearish. Uh, so in terms of kind of hunting ground and adding some shorts to, to to that side of the book, you know, it's a, it's a good way of having uh, our energy longs on the one side and then uh, some base metals and or kind of uh, silver, platinum on the uh, on the short side so kind of look to maybe add add to those on a bounce uh, on a green day you can kind of have again you know it's always trying to balance out your your long and short book uh energy and oil in particular just continues to uh just continues to move higher uh, i mean again putting in higher lows and higher highs uh, for uh, feels like weeks on end uh, but as uh, as keith mentioned on the macro show this morning it might have been Mac show or or with a call kind of forgetting um this morning but basically that low end of the risk range is a titch over 89 so really kind of even from an immediate term standpoint uh the, the price action 
peers are certainly uh, coming into today based on yesterday's closing prices. Uh, it had us um, the low end of that risk range, only getting down to basically the low 89 range. So uh, again, basically call it round right about for 90. Um, and I think with this move higher today, with this price uh, price moving up to you know 93 spot 72 currently, um, you're likely going to see that low end of the risk range continue to move higher, and you know basically keep catching up with with the way that oil, um, and in particular crude crude oil, is is acting. Um, the other interesting one today, and obviously it's having a bit of a ripper, uh, up almost a little over nine and a half percent would be Natty Gas. Uh, Keith got, uh, booted that one from his, um, macro, his ETF re-rank products, uh, or kind of the long only portfolio, the Mucker family office yesterday. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so it will be interesting to see it's currently neutral on the page. Uh, did put it in a, a higher low, but a lower high, uh, this morning. And so again, that's kind of a signal that I'm that I'm uh, watching closely, uh, and and again, just kind of uh, to perhaps uh, you know the reason why Keith added it, I believe that was last week or the week before, was because uh, to kind of expand the energy exposure in the book, right? So I think uh, that is certainly one way of doing it. Again, and kind of having these potential laggards, uh, kind of the, the natty gas, and and perhaps some others. Uh, kind of continue to follow up the the chain there, right? So uh, keeping on out of gas. Uh, not sure where the trend line is, um, but uh, should be would be interesting to see kind of you know if that goes bullish trend. Uh, perhaps uh, perhaps another thing to kind of um, add to get some some more energy exposure. Uh, just to uh, remind you guys from last week, we mentioned it, but basically the uh, the the now cast model did flip to basically three quad threes in the next three quarters so we got a quad three uh it flips from conditional probability from quad four to quad three in q4 of 2023 uh and again and and the quad threes q1 and q2 of next year have have been on the on the page for for a while now but um just kind of wanted to remind everybody that we got that this uh you know inflation trade certainly appears as though it still you know has a few quarters left in regards to legs um or at least higher for longer uh, same with rates, right? So higher for longer rates, higher for longer for inflation, uh, with growth slowing. Um, and growth can be really, uh, you know, growth slowing can be, uh, or quite three, you know, again, like growth, growth slowing is the big piece here. And, 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 you know, the, the momentum and, and to the downside that we're, that we continue to see in across us equities and, and now also European equities is continuing to, um, is continuing to, 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 to continue to move to the downside, I guess is the, is the best way of saying it. Um, and so that momentum is picking up. I think growth slowing. Uh, you know, earnings season is going to start up in the next uh, couple weeks here. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how uh, how you know kind of reality uh, companies will start to report. Um, you know, could they find some footing here in, in regards to an outlook or or you know, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what. What uh, what CEOs and, and what management teams are going to say on their earnings calls as we as we from an outcast standpoint are continuing to see basically three quarters of growth slowing with inflation staying sticky and higher. Um, so so yeah, so watch out for that. Uh, you know the the red eye green eye app uh, t- temporarily went to the snooze button uh, about uh, mid morning here, uh, but then did go back to to sell. And so yeah, so we're still you know Keith signals. Uh, I'm assuming he, he saw kind of a, a volatile kind of structure that was that uh, 
dictated um, that that kind of bounced back up to 426 on the spies uh, was to be sold. Uh, and and that was a good decision uh, today. But, you know, with the notebook review, as we've talked about in the past, you know, this is all about kind of, you know, looking at the signals today, how they shifted um, from our weekend work, you know, what we're expecting kind of coming into the week and uh, and then how are we going to kind of start to position and, you know, make decisions in the portfolio for next week, next month, next quarter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think the big one here on the page is is gold. Uh, that's why I kind of mentioned it. Uh, so it's as I said, it's it's down pretty sizably, and um, I think you know although it was looking better, um, and I think I mentioned it probably two three weeks ago here that you know we were uh, we were or Keats has had a minimum sized position in gold, so not a huge position, but certainly minimum sized position. Um, he's keeping that uh, position on. Uh, but certainly with this breakdown, I mean, I think, you know, on the macro show today, he says, if you don't want to make that decision, if you don't want to, if you want to get out of gold, you know, that that's your prerogative and, and your decision-making from a risk management standpoint. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah. So just, you know, be conscientious of that. You know, we are, uh, we added gold back in November of 2022. And, you know, this is a, you know, full cycle investing process, right. And uh, something that we need to or not that we need to, but that's something that we're, we're risk managing and a 2% position on gold, um, is going to kind of break the bank. But at the same time, um, you know, the momentum is down to the downside and, and with volatility up, right. So, and, and it's up on volume to, or down on volume as well. So, uh, keeping on that, that's not, that's not really a, uh, by the dip situation, uh, if we are right down at the low end of the risk range, but as I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, that was a lower low and a lower high on the risk range. So keep keep an eye on that. Keep track of that uh, gold price. Um, I think that's going to help help kind of um, yeah, just kind of help you risk manage that that position. And if it's not at a minimum size, I would be uh, certainly uh, taking the small loss now before it potentially could get bigger and and reducing that that overall size to gold. Um, and then same thing with uh, I think there's a question on Macro Show about gold miners, right? And the longer term tail. Uh, kind of duration in regards to having exposure to gold miners. Um, I've said this a couple times on the notebook review, but you know that that out bucket is is really helpful in regards to um, tracking kind of things that have been removed from the risk range on a daily basis. But you're still getting the trend, uh, the trend um, signal, right? So GDX remains bearish trend. Um, I think last week I said almost everything had flipped to bearish trend, and now uh, now it is, right? So XLRE, GDX, XLP, XLI. Pink, ITA, XLF, XLV, um, all those are in the out bucket. All of them are bearish trends. Um, so again, there's there's just a lot. Uh, there's not a whole lot on the board um, that is gaining signal strength. Um, though it's the two that hit are, uh, or you know, I already mentioned energy and, and crude oil, uh, but certainly uh, VIX. So volatility itself, you know, huge big higher low and a big higher high uh, this morning at fifteen spot two three. Uh, to 19 spot six eight. So again, that top end of the risk range um, is creeping higher uh, into the you know close close to the 20 20 range uh, next, uh, but but certainly well inside of uh, that kind of uh, 19 to 29 band, which we call the chop bucket, right? So uh, so Bix right now is sitting at 18 spot nine eight, uh, just kind of knocking on the door of of the chop bucket. Um, and yes, so we're no longer in that kind of like low teens investable type. Uh, vol range. We're in a in in that, as I said, fifteen spot two three to nineteen spot six eight. So, um, you know that vol vol structure is certainly 
or that VIX structure, excuse me. Um, and then in conjunction, if you're tracking the VIX, uh, I mean, that is that's down slightly today, but certainly uh, quite elevated from where we were just uh, about a week ago um, all down in the, uh, what was that, kind of like close at 80, 88 spot 05. Um, so we're now sitting at 102 spot 83 and really kind of one of the higher levels that we've seen in the last uh, few months here. Uh, so yeah, so just kind of, kind of keep an eye on that, keep an eye on the VIX, keep an eye on the volume. Um, you know, it's all about price volume and volatility. Uh, the other one that had put in a big RI is that dollar. Uh, so the US dollar uh, continues to just absolutely uh, kind of go gangbusters. Um, again, kind of similar to oil. I uh, can't find a down day. Uh, dollar is kind of doing the same thing. So uh, pretty interesting kind of where we came from in kind of mid mid to, to late July there. Uh, down at uh, you know basically a hundred on the on the DXY uh, to 106 about six eight this morning or the, uh, you know this afternoon here um, kind of again I, I don't want to say through the top end of the risk range but certainly uh, pushing that top of the risk range higher because uh, it is dynamic but that top end of the risk range was 106 about five five this morning uh, we're now sitting at uh, 106 about six seven so seven seven um, so again those those uh, <laughs> in terms of signal strength uh, crude oil dollar vix all gaining single strength and the other interesting thing too um is the is the rate complex right so keith has talked a lot about this in the macro show uh really looks the call uh the last week plus i'm sure it's going to be a huge uh topic of conversation tomorrow on the macro themes uh the q4 macro themes call as well but that 10 year um you know just the, the top end of the risk range um again putting in a higher low and higher high on the 10 year and the 30 year uh, 430 is where we can get to on the on the low end of that risk range. We're pushing up against the top end again this afternoon. Um, so just kind of keep keep watching on those signals. Uh, the basically the bond market is telling Powell that you know, regardless of you know what he does um, or what he did uh, last week from the FOMC meeting, pausing rates um, that that we're still kind of moving higher, and they're going to you know almost maybe and not force him to to perhaps raise rates, but certainly. Um, you know, the, the higher rates are a matter of fact, and that's what's happening in the actual market, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I think the, the other component here on the two year, uh, was interesting that, that the two year did put in a lower low and a lower high, uh, on a day over day basis. Um, but that, that low on the risk range is still only at four spot nine, eight. So we're basically talking, you know, call it, call it five, you know, five to five, uh, five, it's five spot one, eight is the top end. Um, so pretty tight range there on the two year. Um, which I think is kind of interesting and, you know, perhaps where, you know, the reason why you're getting, uh, that, that yield curve to basically uninvert a little bit, right? So we're only sitting at uh, negative spot five, two, seven. Um, and that's kind of, you know, basically if we look at it from you know, late, late July standpoint, we were down at, uh, you know, almost negative, negative spot, spot nine out, right? So eight, eight, nine, three to be specific. Um, so big kind of uh, move in the in in the yield curve here. Uh, Ten years picking up steam, while the kind of two years uh, staying relatively flat. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that's kind of things that I've seen on the board here. Um, Tesla in terms of like U.S. equities individual, uh, the the uh, what are we calling it? Like kind of the elite eight um, used to be the section seven, <laughs> but we add Nvidia. Um, so yeah, so Tesla, uh, you know, again a lot of them putting in lower highs. Across the board, actually, lower highs. Uh, so lower highs on Microsoft, lower highs on Apple, lower highs on Amazon, lower highs on Meta, Google, Netflix, uh, Tesla, Nvidia. Uh, but I think the the Tesla one in particular uh, is kind of standing out to me in regards to uh, losing signal strength. 
um, you know, Google, I just actually heard uh, Keith uh, set my desk before jumping on. He's on a, on a call uh, with some clients and he said that Google is actually um, pushing against, uh, against trend. Uh, so keep an eye on that one. And I think what you've seen across the board is as, as trend, uh, as, as kind of trade and then trend lines uh, fail, uh, the market really sniffs that out and punches it lower. Uh, so you saw that kind of with with Nvidia, right? So Nvidia, basically for the first time since we had on the on, we've been tracking it on the risk range. You know, went bearish trend, and and all of a sudden, you know, you know, basically saw it go from, you know, four eighty uh, to four eighteen here today. Uh, so again, you know, keep an eye on on these things as as the uh, trends kind of shift and or you know the phase transition occurs. Um, you know, the only two that remain bullish on the board are Meta and Google. So if Google kind of loses that loses that momentum. Uh, regardless of kind of what kind of you know uh, perhaps the the data out there or the or the actual fundamentals, um, you know you could see uh, Google basically pick up uh, you know kind of the downside momentum as well. So uh, I think the you know the, the other thing that you know I saw Jonesy tweeted earlier today that the um, the equal weight uh, spy, which I think is RSP, I think that is yeah RSP on a year to date basis is only up and it's up it, it basically flat. Um, so kind of, uh, kind of an interesting co- component there in terms of the equal weight on the S and P, uh, it's done pretty much a, a round trip, uh, on a year state basis, um, you know, pushed up against 156 twice, uh, twice this year, once in, um, once in February and again in, uh, in, in late July, July 20, you know, 27th, call it. Uh, so, you know, kind of interesting component there, uh, that the equal weight S and P, um, is, yeah, is flat on the year. Uh, so see a lot of great friendly faces out there. Why don't, uh, if anybody wants to jump up and, and share, chat, uh, ask questions, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. Uh, and again, you know, looking forward to, yeah, great conversation. Um, again, thank you for anybody who uh, joined us at Edge of Cares yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I did not smoke any cigars, but, uh, definitely had some fun on the golf course. Uh, great, great time played with Todd Jordan and David Salem um and yeah so uh just uh just good 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 old fun on at Glen arbor but yeah but let's uh, yeah anybody want to come up give it a pause have a drink of water all right don't all jump up at once all right um all right so the other oh here we go little fire how are you what's going on man good bud yeah so uh just wanted to share a stock uh, i don't know if it's on you you guys radar uh mattel uh chart looks good they keep getting upgrades i think morgan stanley gave them an upgrade today 27 dollars price target uh chart looks pretty good you know the barbie movie knocked it out the park so i'm thinking that going into christmas you know they've that might be a tailwind or a headwind i don't, I don't know the right terminology but maybe that will impact some of their sales for some of some of their barbie products um just wanted to give your view on it i don't know if you guys have even looked at the sale i there's a there's a forty thousand stocks out there i know you guys can't 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think we, let me quickly check. I don't think we have a, uh, yeah, uh, retail team doesn't cover Mattel. Uh, but yeah, from a, from a single standpoint, certainly, certainly does look good, uh, and looks a lot, a lot different than, uh, many others out there. So yeah, great, great call out on, on Mattel there. Uh, yeah, signal, I would say the signal agrees. Um, and, and yeah, for, for right now, uh, that, that's definitely one that, uh, I'd be kind of taking, taking a look at. And, uh, this is also an idea I'd share with see people. It's kind of a longer terms prediction, you know. AI is gonna it's gonna touch everything, and uh, I'd imagine it, it's gonna end up touching uh, kids' toys as well. So I've just all lately I've been wondering, you know, what could that do for the stock? Because I mean, you know, AI is gonna end up in toys. It's just if it's gonna be in our phones, it's gonna be in kids' toys. Um, so that could be kind of a bullish situation. I know it's a prediction, and you know you can't hang your hat on that, but. Uh, I'd be, or I am willing to bet that it does impact the stock over, say, in the next 10 to 15 years. But I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, also, somebody's impersonating, somebody's impersonating sheep on uh, Instagram. Oh, really? And yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture. This guy was trying to get me to join. I I don't know what it was, but I'll I'll send you a picture and. Yeah, please. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So shoot me a DM on Twitter and, uh, and I'll make sure they get flagged. Thank you, bud. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mattel. Yeah. I mean, that's a great call out. Uh, though, you know, Hasbro is something that uh, I've kind of looking at. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the signal ha- have been looking good on Hasbro, but kind of recently uh, broke down. So I think Hasbro and, and Mattel, you know, look a, a lot different from a signal standpoint. So, um, so yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I don't really know the fundamentals on, on Mattel, uh, but, uh, uh, but just from a purely kind of a uh, single standpoint, certainly, certainly, uh, looks good on the page. So, uh, yeah, well done. Good call out. All right. We got Leo coming up. Hey buddy. How you doing Leo? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, it was me. I'm impersonating Keith. I'm doing a Miami show. As you know, I'll keep that, you know. We are, we are, the show will go on. We will be in my... I know. I, I laughed so hard when you DM'd me that this morning. I was like, hey, as long as I get an invite, I don't really give a shit uh, you guys do. Yeah, I'm like, Keith, you don't have to be there, buddy. We can go. Like, it's all yeah. right. Like, the show goes on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, it was a it was a very popular, very popular conference, but we're, uh, we we had to kind of make some uh, tough decision there. And, and so, yes, unfortunately. There's always so much things you guys can do. I get it. So, yeah. I, Question for you, uh, yeah, you know, kind of going through, you know, what would have been a sideways, the down, uh, you know, for Hedgeye, uh, you know, the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how do you think that that rallies together? And you know, obviously Keith went to, you know, had the Ireland thing, and then he kind of came back, and we were, you know, a little bit more out of the bullish side, but obviously still very much understanding where the macro side was. How do you think that that brings you guys together more or less, uh, you know, as a as a group and now kind of seeing it play out here into the fall, uh, a negative type uh, uh, market move and obviously macro is still getting worse and all that. Yeah, great question, Leo. So I, I think I think obviously looking back, right, you can always kind of uh, assess you, the, the moves and decisions that were made in, in, in the moment and kind of, you know, and see where sort of the, the mistakes uh, were 
were being made, right? And so that that July, and he's mentioned it a couple of times on the macro show. I mean, going into kind of you know that July period and going into kind of that month end, uh, it was tough, right? I mean, it was uh, you know things, uh, yeah, it was just, just tough kind of risk management portfolio uh, management kind of time frame. Um, and and I think what what the guys have done on the macro team is uh, they've tweaked the now gas model and uh, they have looked at it in terms of you know how to. Uh, incorporate kind of the base effects and to maybe kind of like smooth out a little bit more of the the the, the very again you can't like just ignore um can't ignore the covid period right but but how do we kind of like better manage and better incorporate kind of the the fluctuations there in terms of um in terms of what's uh you know what what transpired right like the huge basically growth uh, that occurred on the gdp side right so um i think that's been uh they, they kind of started tweaking that um, really when we did the, I guess it was kind of released to everybody on the, uh, mid quarter update, um, just, uh, in September, a couple of weeks ago. And so, so yes, I mean, I think that's, um, that that's a big one. Right. And then on that, uh, Leo, I'm almost positive you're macro pro, but for anybody that's macro pro sub, uh, you know, you, you can see the, um, the monthly, right. So we're kind of laying it out on a monthly basis in regards to, uh, what's transpiring from like a GDP, uh, inflation standpoint. Um, and I think that shift and kind of tracking it and sharing it and showing it with all our you know clients um, in that capacity, I think that's going to uh, really help and uh, move forward, right? So I think if we do get uh, sort of, uh, say, a government spend uh, month or quarter, uh, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be, uh, say, a bit more on top of that, right? And, and, and understanding um, you know, what, what's transpiring. So, you know, at the end of the day though, I mean, the, the vast, right. The, the volatility adjusted signaling process, uh, geese, I mean, that's what drives everything. Right. So I think, I think that signal, um, is, is in, in, in Keith, I think has done a great job and, and, you know, it's basically in August and September here of, of risk, risk managing things across the board. Right. I mean, we've been, uh, bullish Japan, bullish India, uh, bullish energy, um, you know, uranium, I think since we added the TTF pro is up 20 plus percent, uh, right. So I don't know where it is today, but, uh, there's been some really, really great, uh, you know, great, great, uh, decision-making that's, that's occurred, uh, over the last, you know, two months. And, and again, I know that doesn't make up for, uh, perhaps the, you know, the six months before, but, um, but changes, changes are happening. And, uh, and I think you can see that and hopefully you can see that in how your portfolio is performing as well. Well, I mean, I think a big part too is, I mean, just how quick you got away from TLT work for and, yep. and you know, none of us are the carnage of that. And then bringing PFIX into it, I mean, ninety days up fifty percent—that's freaking insane. <laughs> like, I mean, just saying that out loud. Like, and I mean, obviously, you know, you trim into that, trim into that, but at a certain point, you just kind of let it tail off and see what it wants to do. Yep. But I mean, that's—I mean, you, you know. Whatever w- was whatever, and missing on some tech stocks, fifty percent ninety days is is probably better than most Nvidia moves or anything, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And so the surprising. The other, so the, sorry, Leo, no, it's good. The other thing too, Leo. I mean, Pfix obviously great, great, great exposure, but you know, you you he wrote about this in the I think the early look on Monday, uh, but you know, every decision you, you're making now has to compete with that risk free rate of call it, you know, just rounding it off at five percent, right? So kind of every decision you, you make in your portfolio, um, you, you need to make it with kind of a high probability outcome and conditional probability outcome of of returning at least five percent, right? So 
I think that's something that uh, probably we haven't talked a lot about here on the notebook review. Um, and something that I just wanted to, you know, that you kind of uh, triggered in my brain, Leo. So thank you. Well, the interesting thing that we haven't really experienced since 2012, which is, you know, I'm old, sorry, but we haven't had statement risk from bonds um, in quite a long time. And the, the fact that people are going to open up their statements uh, beginning of next month and see their treasuries down 13, 12, 13% for the quarter is going to, I, you know, and obviously you don't have to use the word believe, but a lot of times uh, happens to bring another round of selling into it, right? Get me out of this. It's only paying me 3%. I'm down, you know, 15. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting to see kind of what transpires over the first 15 days of October with the statement risk people having of, of seeing losses. The other thing that's surprising to me is just not, <clears throat> is just the fact that it's oil and uranium and nothing else is really joining the party. You know, you're waiting for copper or aluminum or something else to join and it just, you know, those names, Alcoa and FCF just continue to get hammered. Very happy not to be in them. <laughs> but it's just, you're almost like waiting and going, okay, they eventually have to start joining this party, right? But I I mean, I, I will patiently wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know last week um, I mentioned both DBA and DBB, which is kind of the, the aggregate, right? The, uh, the ETFs there for ag, agriculture, then, and then based metals. Uh, you know, DBA is basically broken down significantly, and, and you've seen that in the price of kind of you know corn and, and other ag- agri- agricultural uh, you know futures contracts as well. Uh, you know, base metals is kind of hanging in a little um, in terms of the DB, D- DBB, but uh, certainly isn't really to me. Again, just kind of picking back off of that you know five percent risk free raise comment, um, really isn't kind of one at the moment where uh, I would be to, you know to your point, like it's just not really joining the party yet. In, in a in a meaningful way um so you know the 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 copper itself is you know uh, as i mentioned a few minutes ago lower low lower high uh bearish trend and just like basically you know every time it looks like it's going to kind of catch a little bit of a bid uh like you, you know maybe like that was kind of two weeks ago kind of like around the uh, middle of the month uh just kind of like fails right so um yeah Yeah, but and again, and Leo, you're, you're on mute. But um, you know, I did. I don't know if you were on the call when when I talked about natty gas. But I mean, keep keep an eye on that natty gas uh, signal, right? Currently neutral on the page, up up over ten percent now. This the today almost ten, you know, ten and a half. Um, so keep an eye on that one. You know, that could be that next that next sort of energy kind of you know general commodities exposure that um, uh, that joins the party. Right on. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's tough loss for Notre Dame, eh, Liam, on uh, on Saturday. Okay, we're not talking about. I that know, dude. I'm not, <laughs> dude, I was like, I, 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 I it was a tough one. Oh, I, I'm a huge, huge ND fan. Um, man, I haven't. There hasn't been one like that one in, since basically the uh, uh, what was that? That was the uh, the Bush push, right? Uh, the Anyway, you know, the uh, it's you don't only have 10 men on the field, it's just crazy, too. And uh, just kind of makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit, but uh, yeah, it'll be tough to swing into Duke this week and see where they're at. Like, I just I don't if I if I was a gambling man, I would think that Duke probably wins because it's just what an emotional crush, yeah, like just at least covers, right? At least covers, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking tight one, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway. 
All right, back uh, back to markets. Uh, <laughs> now, now I'm just getting sad. I'm just getting sad. <laughs> the good thing is uh, the Arsenal squad. You know, they 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 well, Arsenal squad is definitely on the rise. I bought low on that bad boy. Um, thank you to uh, Chris Boyer out there. But uh, well, here I'll, I'll set you up nicely for the next one. So, right. uh, in a year that we've seen a lot of like the the big names, Target, Disney. Um, get just absolutely hammered nike obviously um uh it just becomes a question of when they just i mean obviously nike's already signaling a buy according to brian but just i mean you just probably have some five to ten year buys here that just look incredible and obviously you have coverage for all of them and just be interesting to see kind of when they start to peek their head up a little bit and stop being such shit goes (laughs) yeah i think i said horizon too right but uh yeah you have the list too but um I think that's a really good call. I mean, again, I mean, that's where, uh, you know, Amazon basically rolled over. Right. And then, you know, kind of my commentary on, on Google, right. If it, if it, if it breaks trend here, uh, you can see it kind of do exactly what the others have done, like the, you know, like Nvidia and, and Amazon in particular, Apple, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they've all, you know, Amazon was up at one forty five not, 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 not too long ago. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're now trading at one twenty four. Um, you know, it's a it's a big it's a big move and and the you know when when the kind of momentum shifts uh you know the market's saying that like give me the, give me the fuck out right uh, so i mean there's definitely some things uh you know that that uh like a like a cg right um you know that that's a constellation energy you know there, there's definitely individual names out there that are are kind of uh you know that are acting differently than some of the the big boys and i think you know leo to your point it, it that's where you know the signal um can you know just help so much in, in terms of you know takes it takes the guessing out of it in regards to okay like you know you know the the analyst sector head you know likes xyz and and you know we've kind of found a bottom right and maybe it goes bullish trade and then bullish trend and you know that's that's exactly right uh or 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 at least you know you know we're maintaining bullish tail right or or testing tail level something like that and uh and that that can give you a a good entry for the longer term um for to to your point that kind of like three to five year uh you know runway but but right now i think it's it's you know the signal certainly is not lining up with a lot of these names um you know to, to 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 name your even you know verizon uh, Verizon looks, yeah, like you know, Verizon looks kind of similar to Nike and Amazon. Well, not not quite Amazon, but uh, you know, Nike's down, down, down to the right. Um, same with Verizon here. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's uh, thank you, Leo, uh, for all your questions, commentary. It was awesome. Anybody else got any uh, jump up here? Happy to, yeah. Let's chat. This is for Hedge Nation. Oh, uh, do uh, do you guys look at? Uh, I know you said y'all look at India. Yeah, have y'all been looking at uh, small caps? Yeah, like small small cap, like as in like IWM or like the Russell. No, in uh, in India. Oh, it's small. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're long. Um, yeah, there's an ETF, uh, SMID, Small Cap India. Um, yeah, man, it's doing good. Yeah, it's doing doing really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not SMID. It's uh, what is it? It's uh, SMID, right? S-min. S-min. Yeah, S-min. 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 S-
Um, yeah, that's been, yeah. that's been in the book for, for a few weeks now. Yeah. It's been, it's been great. Yeah. Smoke up India, uh, smoke up Japan, uh, Japan value. Um, yeah, those are uh, just Japan itself. So like Nikkei and then, and then yeah, India, you can do that, uh, through PIN or INDA and then small caps. Yeah, man. Uh, great, great call out. And that's the beauty of going, kind of going anywhere. Right. And Drew three, um, a week or two ago, right. So just kind of expanding out on that, um, on that, uh, you know, that energy trade, you know, we got out of Vietnam, um, early, late last week and, you know, that, that turned out to be a good, uh, really good decision. And so, yeah, I mean, I think just like having that, that rotation trying to, again, just kind of lighten the, Miguel, how you doing, man? Hey, yeah. Uh, thanks for, uh, having me up. I'm, uh, yeah, absolutely. Been with Hedgehog for a while, and I recently, uh, a lot of times I listen into your notebook spaces, and they're helpful. Uh, and <laughs> glad to hear that. Particularly, <laughs> particularly some of the commentaries on the monkeys, uh, you know, being a monkey pays sometimes, but balancing trading with macro is also fun, and figuring out uh, what audience you're talking to. Yeah. And I picked up a lot of the oils, uh, levered and unlevered, um, in mid-July. And so I'm up pretty sizable, non-levered, and then levered. Um, I usually use about six to eight weeks out, 70 deltas on options. Um, how do you balance with the next couple quarters thing in quad three, um, when to sort of pull back on some of the, the profits, you know, scale in, scale out. I got it. Um, so far the biggest thing I've done and I realize using moving average is bad, but things that stay above and ride trends, you know, I stay with them more. Um, I'll say the commentary from Keith, like just recently short term last Friday when he said, Hey, great buying opportunity you know i picked up i sized back into the position right but um how do you watch for the the trend changes overall you you know short retail against it um and put on a pair trade that way how do you think about that yeah so i was i was just asking as uh you know the energies continue up into the right a lot of the oils how do you think about putting on a pair trade or sector trade to de-risk that even though you know the next three quarters is looking at quad three and most of the ones I put on are still trending. Lee, I don't, can you hear me? Yeah, I just don't think you can hear Miguel. The rest of us can hear Miguel, but... Uh, I can't hear you yet, but all right, I'm, I, I heard most of Miguel's question uh, about kind of taking profits, so uh, I, I'm just going to kind of answer it here uh, and just assume we may have to just kind of end this a little early because I can't hear anything. Um, it's not sure, really sure what happened, but, uh, gotta love, gotta love X. Um, but anyway, so in terms of like taking profits, so listen, I, I think this is where, uh, a big one, uh, Miguel comes in in terms of, uh, your position sizing. So that goes on both sides, right? Like, so if you're sizing something up and sizing and, and, um, you know, if you go from, uh, you know, mid to max, right, you got your sizing. If something grows bigger than your, than your max allocation, then you're just kind of constantly trimming down. Now you don't have to trim down all the way to, your min, you can just basically trim back down to your max. So let's just say, you know, not necessarily an option, but let's just say, you know, an ETF is 6%, you know, it goes up to, you know, just naturally goes up to six and a quarter or six and a half. Then you can like just naturally sell 25 to 50 basis points and bring it back down to your 6% max uh, allocation. Uh, so that's one way to handle it, right? So make sure you have your, 
your max and mins um, on your options, right? So the same concepts, uh, Keith pretty much kind of sticks to uh, about 100 basis points. Um, but again, it all depends on your risk man, your risk management, risk tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, but if that option goes from you know 100 to you know if it's up, yeah, if, it, if that exposure, excuse me, goes from uh, you know 100 basis points to 150, then you'd be you know reducing by 50 50 basis points and, and bringing it back down to your max sizing. So something's like just maintaining momentum momentum to the upside. You know, you want to you you want to try to ideally you're going to have it on as max as big of a size as possible, um, and and as I said, like as it grows and gets bigger, you're just going to naturally reduce and, and take those profits. Um, the other thing too that you can do is is obviously, uh, you know, I know you, you're saying your your uh, your exposure is is through options, so you know you can just again like as it grows, they get bigger, um, the, you you can. Uh, you can obviously roll those options right to to lower strikes or better strike higher strikes whatever it is right and, and kind of again that's going to just naturally sort of uh, help you reduce some of that exposure as well. Um, the other thing too, and I think Arthur has mentioned this on uh, on a prior notebook review, but he uh, he has used uh, exponential moving averages uh, on both uh, basically you know a shorter duration you know fifteen to twenty one day uh, for kind of more of that that trade uh, kind of mimicking that that trade line. And then, and again, kind of like 63-ish days or 63 days on uh, for that trend. So the exponential moving average could be something as well that that could help you, um, but obviously not not the same thing as uh, as a signal of the VASP uh, and that kind of stuff, but uh, but certainly um, something that I know some subscribers have used as well. So, all right. Well, I can't hear anything, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume everybody uh, just heard that. Uh, and unfortunately, we're going to kind of, I guess, wrap this thing up at uh, the 45-minute mark. Um, so again, apologies for the technical difficulties on my side. I'm not really sure what happened, but uh, yeah, notebook review. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining. Uh, we'll be back at it next week, uh, Wednesday. That'll be the, what is it, October? What is that? October 4th? Yeah, October 4th, probably a 4.30 show after the market close. Uh, I am liking these midday shows as well, so hopefully uh, you guys do too, but uh, but yeah, thanks for joining. I appreciate all, all of your time and, and your great questions. And I look forward to uh, meeting a lot more folks in, in Chicago and on November 9th as well. All the best. Have a good one. Good luck trading this close. Don't forget to check out Hedgeye.com to get more actionable investing insights from our team of more than 40 research analysts. And check us out on Twitter at our handle, at Hedgeye. This presentation is informational only. None of the information contained herein constitutes an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security or investment vehicle, nor does it constitute investment recommendation or legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice by Hedgeye or any of its employees, officers, agents, or guests. This information is presented without regard for individual investment preferences or risk parameters and is general, non-tailored, non-specific information. This content is based on information from sources believed to be reliable. Is not responsible for errors and accuracies or omissions of information. The opinions and conclusions contained in this report are those of the individual expressing those opinions and conclusions and are intended solely for the use of Hedgeye subscribers and the authorized recipients of the content. All investments entail a certain degree of risk, and financial instrument prices can fluctuate based on several factors, including those not considered in the preparation of the content. Consult your financial professional before investing. The information contained herein is protected by United States and foreign copyright laws and is intended solely for the use of its authorized recipient. Access must be provided directly by Hedgeye. Redistribution or republication is strictly prohibited. For more detail, please refer to the terms of service at hedgeye.com slash terms of service.